guys, welcome to P.S. I'm Blind, his Dark Materials special. Thanks to Kevin for playing this theme from his Dark Materials, the TV series. We are a group of five friends chatting about anything that interests us, from politics to games to books and TV shows. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at P.S.I.M.B.L.I.N.D. Same for Instagram. Facebook is P.S.I.M.Blind. And you can email us at P.S.I.M.B.L.I.N.D at gmail.com we love hearing from you and thanks to everyone that's already got in touch hope you enjoy this his dark materials special So, episode three. Wow, they they really did a lot this episode. Um, yeah, yeah, they packed it in. Four. Yeah, yeah. What? Was it episode three or four? Was it episode four? <laughs> God, uh, I think it was. It was four. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I think you're there right. There was the city of Chittagatse, the cave, the theft. Oh yeah, the thief, and then the then the knife. Yeah. The knife, yeah, yeah, and my suspicions were right about the subtle knife. I just want to say before we uh, get going, I was, um, I was pretty smug during that scene when he was showing him how it worked and they were slicing through the fabric of. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought you would be quite smug about it. Mm, I was like, <laughs> oh, like you, be- you predicted that, and we were all like, oh, he's got it. Yeah. So the bit that threw me, so at the start, we have someone giving history of the knife and the world of Chittagatse. So you find out that 300 years ago, some philosophers, like like they, they call themselves the guild. Yeah. And 300 years ago, they thought that it would be a good idea to create this device because it wasn't really a weapon to cut through and see what the atom what was between, I suppose, wanted to find what was in an atom. Yeah, they wanted to split the atom split the atom yeah. and I suppose they used the knife whereas in our world we used something else mm. um, and then you kind of get the idea that you sort of understand the story so it goes oh um, it goes wrong they use it to steal trinkets they didn't use it for good they used it selfishly and then you have the spectres coming along and almost is as kind of the nemesis of the result of all their actions so do we actually know what the spectres are? Or are they just an invoice yeah. of, of retribution or something? As far as no, I understand, it's... they're kind of like... the kind of So the knife makes this window between worlds. It makes a cut, and the spectres are kind of like the blood from that cut. Yeah, that's like, what I thought. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, but has that been revealed already? Or is that knowledge? No, that's, you know? that's our speculation, but that's what it sounded like. So is it kind of like... You guys watch Doctor Who, you know, the... Christopher Eccleston season, the one where she goes back in time and saves her dad. And then the weird creatures come out of this rip in time and start devouring people and feeding on the... Is it something like that? They're messing with what they shouldn't, so these creatures are feeding on Yeah, them. Yeah, I think it's that then they were not supposed to be moving from universe to universe. Oh, remember, guys, when there was this scene with um, Will and that spectre rising behind him? 
Mm. It seems like that scene came up in the previous episode and it came up again now. I mean, obviously now they actually get to go to the tower. So you have Will and Lyra searching for the uh, way to get in. Well, yeah, can I just say, they, they know it's in the tower, but... They found that doorway really easily, don't you guys think? That's like, what I thought. They were like, it, oh yeah, there's no yeah. way in, no way out. There's all these kids running around and they just go down, what, they go in another building or down to a basement and there's just a big door with the same ta- the same angel pattern on it, like this way. Mm. Yeah, just... a little bit too convenient, that. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, <laughs> so they just randomly found it. I Is it, it difficult to like get a... into the tower in the book, Sam? Because I, I don't remember it, there being any issue with that i don't remember that either i just remember that people didn't go there yeah that's yeah but it wasn't like they couldn't go there it's that they 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 couldn't it's just just that that they they didn't they didn't yeah yeah. but here they clearly said like no way in or out you can't get in you can't get through Mm. well so that was obviously bullshit though because angelica's brother was clearly up there so yeah angelica must have known that maybe she was just trying to discourage them yeah Mm, maybe then we swap to the man summoning Lee Scoresby with the ring. Um, and I will have to say, I just love how audio description just boom, just says, it's John Parry. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, hold on. No, not even a, it's a mysterious man. And you're going to, no, no, it's John Parry. And you're like, Oh. It kind of does reveal his face, though, like for the first time. He comes out of the, his little house and his face sort of comes out of the shadows and it, it shows that, oh, shit, it's, it's John Parry. Yeah. It's like a thing he's dad. I mean, when... Because you've we already seen, seen the videos, haven't you? So yeah, we've seen the videos and pictures. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I and could, this is I could, what I meant. I heard his voice. Like, yeah, that what Mariam was saying, that you could hear his Last voice. Last episode when he was summoning, you know, Lee Scoresby, I summoned the, I declare the, or whatever he was saying. To me. If you listen to his voice you could hear that it was him from the video clips. Because it's very softly spoken, even in the videos, it sounds really quiet. The video of the um, where he's going off to the north and doing all these expeditions yeah. and stuff. What did you think about the reveal? Like, was it kind of expected? Or were I you shocked? I didn't see it coming at all. I was like, what the hell? I thought, well, to be honest, I thought Will's dad was going to be in the tower because Boreal said, like, go through this portal that um was made by someone who lived here previously like that portal was made by something or someone and so i was like okay john parry used to live around here he must have gone through the portal and found the subtle knife that's what i thought but i didn't expect but john parry traveled to the north didn't he yeah he got through yeah. the worlds from the north somewhere from the north of Will's See, i don't world. think they put that across well at all in the film in the series like in the book i got that really clearly but i don't know if that was made so obvious in the in the series this time. Yeah. Well, I want to know is how he got a demon. Like, if he's from Will's Everyone world. Everyone has a demon. It's just that in Will's world, you can't see your demons. Your demons are hidden. So in, yeah. in Lyra's world, they manifest. They're not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So you you have there. to learn to see them. So all Will has to do to get his demon is go to Lyra's world. Yes. Mm, I don't no. think so. Not exactly. I mean, Joppery said that he had to do something himself. I don't know what he did. He went some kind of spiritual journey or something. I don't know. I mean, he's a shaman, remember? And that's, I suppose you sort of think of as an, a witch equivalent, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like he's, a, a, he's like a witch doctor. He's a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Joppery, like that name that he picked, it's a bit like, 
there must be a story behind that that you guys probably know. But um, I don't know. I'm thinking he landed somewhere, and they were like, "What kind of name is Joe Parry or, wh- or whatever John Parry?" So just well, it sounds yeah. about right. That I think that's uh, it makes sense. Like that's probably what people call it. people call them. So what name is that? He's like with, it. like with tribes people, so they might not be used to the name, so yeah. they just misheard it and just called Jobody. him Jobbury. And the other thing I'm thinking Jobbury. is, you know, Asriel was kind of looking for Grumman as well, wasn't he? Um, and they and he thought Grumman was dead. They found a skull and they thought it was Grumman's. And, you know, they all thought Grumman had died in the north, like on an exped- expedition in the north. And Lee found him pretty easily. I mean, I know that John Parry was summoning Lee. But Asriel was trekking around the north for a really long time. That's the difference. See, he was being summoned. So he basically, fate led him to, or not fate, his mum's ring, that connection he had led him to mm. Joe Parry. Whereas I'm guessing if it would be like, you know, wizards, if they don't want to be found, maybe they know how it. to hide. Like, that's yeah, sure. But also he kind of wants to make some sort of connection with Asriel himself. It's, I don't know, it's mysterious as to why he would want to hide from Azrael. Yeah, now he wants to find him, though, doesn't he? he wants to yeah, find exactly. Him, he wants to find him. Exactly. He's like, all the roads lead to Azrael, mm. basically. He's and like, that's the thing, he... why, why, why does Azrael want the subtle knife? Like, what's, like, that's what I'm... I don't even, does he know about but, it? Or people are just like, oh, let's let's give it to him. Yeah. Because like, why he's he doing need... the stuff that we want. Well, because it's well. meant to be this, uh, this weapon, mm. you know. Yeah, but like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Like, why does that's the thing we don't know? Joppery want him to have it, and anyway, can the subtle knife heal the crack, the 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 tear in space that Asriel caused? That's you know killing all the polar bears. No, Will will have to remember because oh yeah, he does. The, the man teaches fingers. him to cut, but also to heal. Yeah, the yeah, but can he, he like? Makes. It's all right shutting a little window, but can he shut that big ass hole? Because <laughs> uh, he needs thing. to get that his thumb. That was more end. like a hole punch rather than a rather than the cut. It was more like a you know, bam, yeah. like a bazooka through time. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. That was that was the axe. <laughs> we go back to Oxford. Um, that's Will's Oxford. We have Oliver, who is the co-worker of um, of Mary, talking to Charles Latrum. Charles Latrum. You know, he he says, oh, you know. I'm, uh, Boreal slash Latrim says, "Oh, we, we can. I'm really interested in your research. Um, I think that you know, defense funding could be something that would be very, very viable." Ooh. Mary doesn't like that, so uh, she's like, "No, discussion ended." Mm, Bye. She'd instantly like leave. I don't want to help. Well, you. it was already weird because what did he say to her? Like, I do like a woman with your work ethic. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, think she, yeah, I think she was, like was a bit thrown. She was like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I dig. She was already on her guard. And then when he mentioned defense funding, she was like, oh, I know kind of what's up. But why? I mean, the thing is, why? How could Boreal offer defense funding? What has he got? Like, I think he was lying. like a interloper, he really. Actually... He's very powerful, isn't he? Well, well connected. He's very well connected, even in that world. Mm-hmm. And he I wants to find out more. I think. Whether the funding's there or not is almost irrelevant because he actually has a personal interest in the research. He wants to know what's going on. Mm. He wants to know what dust is. But does he, or does he just want the subtle knife so that he can, you know, go through universes and all that stuff? What's his agenda? Like, is he linked to the Magisterium as well in any way? Or is he like a lone wolf 
he just seems like a Peter Baelish type character to me right now, where you're kind of like, uh, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I think he's got his own agenda. Yeah, I thought yeah. like he was just working for himself. For himself, exactly. Like you know, you have you have people who so you have people who make manufacture weapons and sell them then you just have the weapons dealer arms dealer who just basically sell to anyone as long as he's just just a middleman yeah and he's looking out for himself so he probably could get say the knife for example but he would probably be the kind of person who'd be like okay well you know you want this right what are you going to give me and he's a, he says he's a collector as well. And I wonder what other artifacts he's had like stashed away, to be honest, over the times. Mm. Hang on, are you eating and talking? Sorry, <laughs> I, I have a toxic waste in my mouth. <laughs> Can someone explain like what that is? <laughs> Very sour boiled sweets, but I really like them. Fair enough. Anyway, speaking of sour boiled sweets, um, we move on to the witches. <laughs> yeah what happened with the witches Mm. well they're recovering from their um island being bombed aren't they and they're swearing retribution and revenge yeah Yeah, so in this episode what happens is seraphina goes and meets rutuscardi and obviously the same has happened to rutuscardi's land you know it's been burnt Mm. and you know, they want to join forces. So Kaiser goes and meets Yurik last episode. This episode, we don't see Kaiser or Yurik, as far as I can remember. This episode, we'd see Serafina going to meet Ruta. And uh, Ruta's Gardi agrees to go with them because she's actually very interested in meeting Asriel or going to Asriel. And there's, a, you know, she says, I, once I'm through, I will go and see Asriel. So that's interesting that there's witches that are also backing Asriel. Mm. What I find interesting is that <clears throat> um, Serafina is all bloodthirsty now. Like she was like yeah. moderation, moderation, and then she's like, "They're gonna pay." Well, yeah, they have just like burned up her home. Like anyone will get pissed in it. They will pay, but we need to concentrate on the child first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we only really see them for two scenes in this um, episode, don't we? We see them then, and then we see them right at the end when they do yeah. their whole. You know, and they and they blow up witchy Lee, witchy Bruce yeah. Lee stuff. Literally, yeah. They just yeah. go in. I mean, this as well. It begs a question. I mean, I know we're jumping ahead and we're jumping around, and this episode's a bit all over the place. But they had these these ships came right over their their land and started bombing them, and they couldn't stop. Let them. Let me guess. What you were going to ask? Why why didn't they? Why couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, they could. Well, they couldn't stop them because they they didn't. And then in this scene. They go, and Marion brought this up, they were like one witch per airship, and then they just literally clean through and take everyone out. And I'm like, couldn't you have done that I to mean, defend your own land? Yeah, weird. I don't like, that's get what, it. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we're picking this apart. It actually was one of my favourite episodes. And that <laughs> was amazing. Yeah, but it was good. Well, we are picking it apart a little bit. <laughs> but that's fine. That's that's all part of the fun. And the yeah. fun. So, moving on. So, we have like, Pantalime and Lyra and Will, and they're kind of Doing the whole, oh, we're trying to find where the door for the angel for the angel tower is. Oh, we found it. Oh, this is it. Yeah, this is the right one. Let's go in. Um, and then we sort of cut. We have almost like an intercut from cutting back from uh, Lyra and Will to Joe Parry and Lee. Yeah, um, I like this. Which I find really interesting because Lee's very much vested in Lyra and Joe Parry. John Parry, whatever, he's without realizing he's very 
invested in Will because he keeps talking about, oh, I can't attest to the character of um, the bearer of the knife. And, oh, I promise you that he will be, you know, Lyra will be under the protection of the knife and blah, blah, blah. Which is um, strange because how can he really promise that, you know? Yeah, I think it was lying. I was wondering. Yeah. I feel that he mm. was just, I'm going to say anything really to, to yeah, get outside. Yeah, because what if the bearer is like yeah. an idiot? Never trust a wizard, honestly. You know the bit at the beginning of the episode where there's this lady who's telling the story. He kind of runs over the story quite quickly again. He says the same thing that a bunch of guild members decided to create. That um, it was a tool. They didn't call it a weapon. So all you know, it could that basically that knife is an interdimensional Excalibur. It can kill immortals. It can open worlds and you know the whole thing about they have to find the bearer of the new knife yeah it felt like when is it when when we met what was his name the old bearer of the knife uh, giacomo paradisi yeah it felt like um a, like a, a level with like an rpg mission where you finally complete a quest and it's like you've unlocked a new weapon ding yeah. and then the knife pops up and it's like okay now i'm going to show you how to use this new weapon <laughs> yeah 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 it literally felt like he was in a tutorial but like mission before he got sent out into the world it's quite funny what i find interesting is so when Jopri was talking to lee and they were talking about this two forces that are opposing each other he didn't specify good and evil he just said the two forces one that just wants humans or wants us to be just slaves and not want to ask any questions, just be happy, just be, you know, n- not inquire further and, and spread our wings, as it were, spread, you know, acquire more knowledge. And there's the other opposite force that wants us as humans to explore, to find out, to, you know, reach further. One of the things I thought was interesting with this is that's how people describe the ex- so in the bible the garden of eden was supposedly this place where people didn't you know humans did not have to ask any questions anything that was given to them was given to them and they didn't have to inquire any further because there's no good or evil in this particular situation and i and i liked that it's not the first reference is it to the garden of eden if you remember back to the end of season one and asriel is telling the story about adam and eve and eve bit the apple and released uh, and he says sin does he and lyra says yeah. just mm. and i think yes. it's closely related to that although tv series watchers might not know that yet yeah realize that yet but yeah it's closely linked so maybe the the original person who i don't know split the world like this with the subtle knife was eve and the sin that was released was I think it might Access have been a, li- a little bit. Universes I thought it would have been a bit older than that because they said, like in Chitagatse, they said that the knife was made three hundred years ago, mm. and the whole Adam and Eve story thing. Yeah, but maybe it was before older. even the knife. That's the thing. Maybe oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Maybe the first time, an, any like atom or incision was made. Maybe we weren't meant to. I don't know. In this world, they, these universes were never meant to touch. They were never meant to know about each other's existence. They were just there. And what I don't know what maybe causes well yeah like dust is antimatter isn't it when you bridge the gap between these universes you you get antimatter in between them like it releases whatever is it is it antimatter no dark matter sorry dark matter they they manage to get into the tower there's a little bit of a play that's like 
specters hanging out around and then there's this random guy who walks in like sneaks in behind them and they find Giacomo Paradisi who is this old man who is tied up and he says that he's one of the guild members um, and they try to save him and enter the man with a knife and attacks I like how you could tell he's a bit unhinged Um, he's he's like you know how some people you see these stories with an unhinged person holding a gun and you're just trying not to spook him too much because it might just pull the trigger. And he, he just like waves the knife around. And he, that's where you see the power of the knife because it just cuts through that gold angel thing, the, the wing, really, really easily. It's like amazing Will blade. even had the guts to fight though. That's what I thought. When we saw him first, he was in a boxing gym and putting in work, left, right, left, right, all that crap. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we got the finally got the payoff for that. Like that, Will actually knows kind of like self. He seems he seems to be a brawler, basically. Yeah. He he can take care of himself. Yeah, and he yeah. wraps. He had um, to. What does he wrap around his hands as well? The rope. The rope. rope yeah. Oh, the rope that they used to tie. Paradisi. Yeah, yeah. He wraps it around his wrist, and then we see that fight, and he gets his fingers cut off, and like this, we see oh. that shock moment where. Um, I think he's, he finally wins the fight, and then he looks down at his fingers, or Lyra's like, your fingers? And then he just faints. Yeah. And I'm like, if that was me, I'd look at my fingers and I'd scream. <laughs> you know what I was thinking, though? In the books, right? He's 12. Yeah. He's 12 when that happens, and I'm like, oh. I mean, yeah. okay, it's probably not that much older in this one, but... I, I should have just know. put him in like a bag of ice and rushed to the hospital. I'd have been able to reattach him. Well, I guess they weren't really thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting that um, Paradisi has lost the same fingers. Remember, he said, look, I've lost the same fingers. This must be a sign. Yeah, you are now the bearer. I must go to you. And yeah, and then the tutorial starts and he's learning how to like, here's how you open a door. Here's how you close a door. Hold on, but before that, there was that really special moment where Pan got very close to Will. And that was oh, quite yeah. significant, remember? And then, and and um, even Lyra was quite shocked. She was like, "Pan," you know. And then she was like, "You don't normally touch." And he was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." But it that was a very kind like, of... It's okay. I wanted to. Mm. <laughs> Just to provide that comfort, I think that yeah. that was because you know he he was told that you need to do this um, knife trick where you open windows and cut and visualize and put yourself to the tip of your weapon and your mind blah 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 yeah kind of jedi stuff but um, also he's he's just lost two fingers so i think pan is trying to make that well connection. yeah i like the fact that the old man is like oh you've lost your two fingers so but i'm going to show you how to use this yeah. it's right this is worth right. two fingers yeah <laughs> well it kind of is though it's a f- fucking cool bit of kit <laughs> well, I suppose what else are you going to call it? That's a bit of an understatement. But the thing is, how does it work though? Can you pick what universe you go into, or do you just open it and pray? I don't. I don't think you can. It, or at least maybe if you. No, you can in the books. Yeah. Yeah. In by the time he gets to the third book, he learns, and you'll probably see this in the third series. He he learns to cut into different worlds well yeah but he's more selective that's what you're saying that in the third probably the third season the more he trains them the more selective he is 
and he yes, knows he, where he's going to end up in. Yeah, um, yeah. and he can use that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to his and Lyra's advantage. What would you guys do if you could just say, say it's, it was not just to go into different worlds, but say you could open a door and just go anywhere you want? Well, I'd, I'd go to the beach every day and have a little swim. <laughs> every morning on the seaside, I'd just cut my way into like the sea and just be able to jump in, come back out. Yeah, I'd but go that's, to that place that's... in um in London where they burn money at the end of every week. They like burn the old bills that the what's it called? The, what, the, the mint, the raw mint. Yeah, I'd go there and just before they throw them away, be like, oh, it's all right, you don't need to throw these, just give them to me. Yeah, I'll but they're plastic. How are they going to burn them? Duck out of there, or they incinerate them, I think, or something like that. They incinerate like old notes and recirculate them. Uh, well, I'd probably just go and steal some gold bars. Not gonna lie. The yeah. thing I got though with this is. He, he sheathes the knife, right? And we're talking about one side of the knife because um, Lyra says this. He's like, oh, it, the edge looks like the same thing that they used to separate. They wanted to separate me and uh, Pan. Pan. So um, w- what gives? I wonder if this the metal that they used or method was copied from the knife somehow. Maybe someone did get into Lyra's world with a knife and someone, you know, however many years later saw that design somehow and tried to emulate it or copy it or what have you. And I wonder if you could use the subtle knife to sever people from their demons. I did think about that and I always wondered, like, why? Because I think, not why, sorry, how? I think he would have to do the same. He would have to, like, use the tip to find the connection between the demon and demon and just bear down on it. Talking of demon and human, another thing I thought when Grumman's demon went to find Lee is that his demon seems to be able to go quite far away from him. Is that because he is a shaman or is that because... I think so. Or is it because he's come from a different world? In the fight, the knife falls off and, you know, hits the floor point first. Mm. And it just says it sinks in like butter. So yeah. how on earth was he able to just sheathe it? Because I, I if I sheathed the knife, I would be more worried that it's going to fall through the thing. Yeah. Of, oh, maybe it's maybe a, special be sheath, a special though. sheath as well. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Because yeah. I think in the book, I th- say it was buckled in such a way that it wouldn't cut. Mm. Um, that uh, it wouldn't cut the 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 sheath, but they, there was no warning for that. He just did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. That is a bit weird. And then what happens next? Um. Then after that, we switch back to the witches, and they're sort of making the battle plans, as it were. Um. They now know that Lyra has gone through the window, and you know that's why they're going to go off and find her. Yeah, and the reason they are doing battle plans because. That border's heavily guarded by Magisterium airships, so they have to get through to be able to uh, go to the new world. Yeah, they're trying to figure out how to get through, and they like, you know, let's organize an attack on the thingy. It's giving us enough diversion to sneak into the thingy. So we cut back to Giacomo Paradisi. He tells him all the rules. So he says, close every single window that opens. Never let others use the knife. Don't use it for ignoble purposes. 
and keep it secret. Now, this is what I find interesting. Isn't that exactly the same thing someone said to Lyra when she had the lithiometer? Yeah. Keep it secret. And this is really interesting as well because he also mentions how Will is so quick at learning how to use a knife, which is what mm. people said about Lyra with the lithiometer. She yeah. learned to use it so quickly. And also, yeah. And also Lyra saying to Will that, oh, this is what I do when I think about yeah. when I'm using the lithiometer. So he's She's like, describing that state of mind. Yeah. So after this, you know, this, you know, with the pat on the head, they're sent off to to do whatever they're supposed to do. And Paradisi doing like he, he, they ask him to come with him. They ask um uh with him and uh, he says no. He's gonna go his own way. And he does the badass thing where he sits there, he's, he's got all the the spectres are coming. I'm still not sure. Can't the spectres walk through doors? Like what what the hell is going on? And also But they can definitely fly as well, which in the book yeah. they couldn't at this point yeah. fly. Um, well, I always, I always wondered why they made them sound like helicopters, though. Yeah, <laughs> that was going to be my next point. Well, yeah. I never get this as well. It's kind of a trope of um, TV shows, isn't it? Like uh, the master passes his knowledge onto the pupil and then the master dies. Like we saw it in Star Wars. We saw it in, well, pretty much in like name a show and it's in them. It's just like a bit like, why, why couldn't he have just gone with them? You know, when the spectres come in and Paradis is like, you're not going to have me. And he just does his thing, like walks around and then takes the poison. I'm assuming it was poison. I don't know what that was. Um, sits there and dies. And it's almost like the the spectres were really pissed off because especially when they found out that he's, he was dead, they almost made that, they sounded quite angry. Like, I really wanted like, a soul. And then they take yes. it out on Angelica's brother. Oh, yeah, that was sad. That yeah, was. that was. But you know what? I'm glad it happened. And I'll tell you why. We finally got to see what the spectres can actually do. They've just been saying, "Oh yeah, they do." Because you see the results before, but you yeah. don't actually see them in action. Yeah, and now you mm-hmm. you literally see them. And was he trying to get into Angelica's home when he was like shaking that grate? And because you hear like a girl's voice, don't you? Yeah, it wasn't just a girl's voice. I think you could hear a couple of people talking. So it was a group of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where Angelica wasn't because it was trying to. I don't understand why they couldn't hear him. Mm. <laughs> He's just dying outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, also, um, is it just me? Or oh, I feel like they're teasing the fact that Will can see the spectres, sort of, but not yeah. quite. Because they were saying, it was saying, a description anyway, that he could see like a shimmer when they left just before um, um, like Giacomo. Like, yeah, a haze. Well, it yeah. just goes to show that it's time drawing out. Yeah, he'll be fine because he's so got he the knife. What a yeah, well, he's but he, he's now, getting yeah. old enough to be able to like. Or can he see them because he's got the knife? Ah, uh, maybe. Oh. We don't know that. Oh, yeah, that's Interesting. true. Interesting. I mean, the whole thing, Will looking at the tower and having the spectre rise behind him a few times, because you know, it's like they they almost played that scene over and over again. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe it makes sense. Rise in front of him. You see it. And then we switch to Lyra's Oxford, where we have Carlo, or Boreal, or Charles. He's he's meeting with uh, Marissa. Gosh, anyone who's in first names with basis without women, <laughs> I, I would be scared just to use, I'll be like, just miss or missus. But I think he thinks he's like, he so thinks he's, cunning he's the himself. Shit. 
Yeah, he yeah. does. He yeah. thinks he's got nothing to scare from her. Boy. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> he has no idea. He has no yeah. idea. But yeah, he I basically really... tells her exactly, oh, you know, um, I'm, I met Lyra. Um, I've got her to do... Oh, I lo- One of the things that she says to him is, oh, you do know Lyra's propensity to be able to escape, right? She just, she can't be, she can't be just locked away. Like you yeah. think you've got it, but she will. She just tends to. Well, that's vanish. the thing. That's my favorite. Probably my favorite conversation in this whole episode, where he's like, "Oh, I've got her. I've sent her on this mission." Blah blah blah. And then she looks at him and goes, "So you haven't actually got her, then, have you?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she sort yeah. of just like shuts him down slightly, and she's like, "No, like you haven't got her. You you you, you know where she is. You, she probably might come." And then he's like, "Oh, I have." Did he tell her he has the elithiometer? Yes, yes, he did. Or did he say? Well, did I he have actually say that? He just says, "I have something." Yeah, I think he did just say, "I have something valuable of hers." Uh, I don't think he said the word. No, he didn't say what it was. No. Here's what I was thinking as well. Um, kind of like how different the sort of roles are in Lyra's universe than in like normal, like in the proper universe. Because, for example, in a conversation like that, Boreal, as the obviously the male figure, could. You know, like it's physically like I don't know, probably is someone someone to fear from like a, a woman or something like that poses a threat. But in Lyra's universe, um, Mrs. Coulter's monkey could literally just bite the head off his snake and he'll be dead. Like you know what I mean? That physical aspect of the threat is not there for Mrs. Coulter, and it, it's all about like like she. Yeah, but he thinks it's. He there. felt like he was trying because I mean, it was. But, he felt very much like it was all over her, like really creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. handsy guy and she was like I'm just gonna let you yeah but it depends on the demon as well like because like say Lyra has like I don't know um Lyra you know she's a small person she's quite you know slim and petite but say her demon manifests into like a big wolf like you know what I mean like that kind mm. of boosts her combat ability maybe I mean can we've no we've seen demons can fight other demons haven't we we've seen them being held down and slammed around and can they kill yeah, each but that's other? The thing. Can they kill each other? Though? Yeah, that's. I don't think we've seen that. I know demons can fight each other. That's just true. Yeah, but maybe uh, they can't because I mean most animals don't kill each other anyway. Well, I don't know. If you read the books, <laughs> they can. They can. In like Lyra's universe, it's kind of not really about how much. It, it might be how much like strength you have or whatever like that. But yours and your demon's strength is sort of like combined together so like i don't know if you have like a if you're really small but have like a massive dragon demon like no one's gonna mess with you boreal is this you know like tough man and he thinks he's all that but his demon's like this little snake like and it doesn't really pose maybe that's like kind of shows what their soul is really like like he's just a little snake he's vermin. yeah yeah i think that's the point isn't it it's maybe yeah. quite a big revelation well, what does the what golden like? monkey then say about miss i know we're sort of jumping from track to track here but like what do you think the golden monkey says about mrs Colton then like just she's crazy. sophisticated she's uh, sophisticated yeah. but can be really crazy yeah yeah sophisticated yeah. plus plus it's you know it's a golden monkey so it's it's brilliant it's bright it's um i mean i don't know what mrs coulter like the actress playing is it really plays well games said? she likes playing games <clears throat> you know um i don't know if she's particularly attractive but she's cold she's very as well i can confirm but um, she's supposed to be attractive and she uses that Again, yeah, to yeah. to her advantage, manipulate yeah. people. She's Especially she's my favorite character of this of the um, 
She's dark material so far, like I was always saying. Yeah. She's just so unpredictable in what where her story's going to take her next. Because I thought, you know, I thought she was going to go fall down the rabbit hole of evil this time around. But I don't know. It seems like I, I really don't know what she's going to do. When she she's towing the line, it feels like she's she's she hasn't committed yet. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, she's a scary woman, um, but we still don't know what exactly her motivations are we know that okay she wants to protect Lyra and she freely schools so that he will be able to find whatever it is to protect her I don't necessarily think for her if good or evil comes into it I think she has an aim and she doesn't care what she has to do to get yeah. there she'll yeah. do it yeah. yeah like if there was if, if there was a child that needs killing to yeah. achieve her purpose she would do it well, it doesn't matter she did it's it. it's not about good or evil it's about getting to where she wants to be but I mean did she actually kill children or did she just sever them from their demons well I suppose she did but she's might worse, as well just... worse than killing them because Asriel Asriel was willing to kill children like, that's, that's, why willing I that the, that's why I feel that both of them are matched each other really well yeah. they're quite ruthless yeah. yeah also I was kind of confused about how she ended up in Oxford again because she was traveling, you know, one minute she's, you know, in, in America somewhere. Maybe <laughs> she flew. Yeah, but it just seemed very quick, didn't it? Because I thought when she found out that Lyra had gone I mean, through. Was it America? Well, yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? Where Lee Schoolsby ended up was, we didn't we never really got confirmation of where exactly that was. She was at the Magisterium, right? When they were all sort of voting on the new clergy. That's where she was. So I'm guessing that she was you know in the south of england somewhere yeah london oxford or somewhere mm. um and then she was traveling and then she's in oxford so i'm like where does she actually travel to and from like yeah that's she... the thing like where was she going when she met lee scoresby and when she got that and then she was just back in oxford because um, my impression was that she found that... out lyra went through the portal and she was following lyra that's what i thought she was traveling from the magisterium. Yeah. I thought she was going north to go through the portal to follow Lyra, but then she's back in Oxford meeting Boreal. Well, he does call her back. She goes back because he sends her a telegram saying, "I know where she is." Doof, 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 mm. doof. And then she goes back to meet him, I guess, to get the information. And she's probably, maybe she was on her way to the north to go through the portal, but then Boreal called her back. Because then he was like, yeah. you know, why go yeah. all the way to the north when we have our own personal portal here? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you know, when, when he's like, oh, I'm going to show you another world. That they go in together. And you can see, you could sort of feel the wonder. Because, I mean, you had Asriel try to do the same thing at once. And I, I wonder if Boreal had a bit of a complex with Asriel. Remember, because it was like, oh, Asriel, he thinks that he goes first everywhere. And it's like, look. He could have done what I did, which was just subtle and just found a, found another portal and just went through. Whereas yeah. no, no, he had to be all over, over dramatic about it. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I look know. at look at their demons. Like his demon, like you said, is a snake. Asriel's demon is a big cat. Yeah, and that says a lot about something. them as yeah. people. But also, he's a bit all over Mrs. Calder, isn't he? In that scene, mm. it's almost like he's in a way he's desperate to impress her. Yeah. Really, like he and he's almost like, oh, he like you said, Sam. He's like, oh, yes, I did this, you know, in a better way than Azrael did. Yeah, it's almost like I don't know, like he is jealous of her. He knows that Azrael and Mrs. Calder have been together, that they had an affair, and I don't know, maybe that bothers him somehow. Some Again, way. it's almost like a very Peter Baelish thing, and 
like 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 how he was around Catelyn Stark, kind of like that, and he was always yeah. like, yeah. I know I keep referring to Game of Thrones, but they go through the they go through the portal. Um, she's like you could say you, you can see again her wonder because she actually steps steps through this time. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh my god, this is another world. And, and I really like, like this bit. Yeah. I like yeah, that I... they go through to to get there. Yeah. Because in the book, you don't really you don't find out as far as I can remember how Boreal is going between worlds. That's kind of left to your imagination. And when they, when I saw that they had to go through Tidigatse, at first I was like, what? What the hell? How? How are they doing that when the spectre's there? But then when I thought about it, that makes complete sense because those people that invented the knife would have made all those portals into so every Tidigatse. other part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you have, have to go through from Tidigatse. Tidigatse. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I really like that. If from Will goes to... around and seals all of those oh, tears, will the spectres yeah. go away? Or do they stop sort of being created we switch to lyra um sort of walking backwards uh, i mean at the first scene i think we have will in the bath sort of being in shock uh, and then yeah. lyra comes in and she's like oh don't worry i haven't seen anything i'm walking backwards um kind of, towels. But, yeah nice yeah that yeah, kind of, rem- kind of reminiscent the of, of um yeah of of uh, Roger and stuff. She almost becomes his Roger in a way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because like, Roger was always someone that Lyra wanted to protect and Lyra needs to look after. He's always this bit bit of a frail, oh, bless him, you know, mm. safety scissors and glitter and all that stuff. And another thing uh, I wanted to say as well with this is, you know, when Will has his fingers cut off um, and he's training and stuff, um, Lyra is the one who gives him strength because before she he was the one who was like, "You can do this. Go on. Let's let's do this." Because she kept saying, "Will, let's go, let's go, let's go now, let's go." And you could tell like she was, she was the one calling the shots as it were. She was the one supporting him instead. Yeah. And and yeah. I I thought and I thought I like that because obviously you have the two people who, you know, they're kind of equals in some way. They're supporting each other. Like she was the one explaining to him what it was like for her when she was using the lithiometer. Um, you know, she she was the one who say, "Okay, let's go. Come on." It was almost like she was babysitting him. That's what it felt like. It's like, "Okay, come but on." But also, let's go. I think come he on. needed that because so far, Will has been the caretaker in this situation. He's yeah. been the one looking after yeah. Lyra, and you know, he's just been seriously injured, and he's got this huge responsibility of this knife. I think he needs a bit of. TLC right now and I really like that she's giving it to him. Then um, they're having this conversation and they get to the point where they said okay we're going to take the lithiometer back and you know they said they're going to steal it. He was nothing more than a thief. (laughs) (laughs) And then one of the most like I think pretty epic scenes before we get there we have Lee and Joppery on the air balloon trying to you know get to where they yeah, need to get to, to so he, he calls the wind and is like well it's not working it's not working i really like this bit where hester's just like yeah what a lot of old sheet yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she's, then the wind really, comes up. she's really crusty isn't she like just mm. whatever <laughs> mm. um 
And then we swap to Mary Malone. And she's, you know, sat in front of the cave again, trying to communicate with dust. And she was just, you know, typing away, asking questions, about to give up again. And then you just hear this voice go, ask a question. Oh, it's so creepy. When I heard that voice, it literally like physically made me jump. I was like, holy shit. I was just expecting him to start going, exterminate. It was a very Doctor Who episode, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> because in um, the in the book, there's no voice. It just comes up as like written text on the yeah, screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. That's and what that's I, what I, I was expecting. I was waiting for audio description to be like text appears on the screen. It says ask a question, and, I'll, I and then I just had be... ask a question, and I just shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's <laughs> where they've taken something from the radio drama because in the radio drama, there's a voice that comes out of the computer, which is really cool. I suppose it's more dramatic to have that oh, rather yeah, than just definitely. text. Um, but that's the thing. So we find out that these, like, she's asking them questions, and like they they say they're angels. They've been here forever, and and then we get to that point. That's you know, what do you want? And it's like vengeance. And that's the bit so you realise where you go. Oh, and holy the, crap! They're but, not the right angels, are they? <laughs> is the alethiometer then part of that? Uh, yeah, it, I uh, I think it's the angels that speak so when she can uses the alithiometer she asks the angels so we shouldn't dust. trust the angels then um have to wait and should see. we now because <laughs> is it is it vengeance on it for a just cause or you know? well think about the forces that jopery was talking about there's two forces mm. that's the thing i'm thinking it's going to be some sort of thing where like the angels are using the humans to make war against god or something like that but i don't know I still don't know. I'm very okay. Like, I think yeah. we it's making a tradition every episode. Like Agon, you're coming up with a speculation. I like it <laughs> though. I like it because we because <laughs> yeah, we good. know, so we can't. I'm speculate. speculating. Okay, here's my predictions. Here's my predictions. These angels want revenge for so something to do with dust, like the original sin, the the way the magisterians used the religion and tainted it and made it a bad thing. Maybe they want vengeance on that, or or maybe they want vengeance on their own their own creator for their existence or something like well, that. Think so it's, about be, uh... all, it's all connected, you know, the, e- the Garden of Eden, the angels, the and two this, forces. And, yeah, and, the, you know, the two forces of people, you know, the ones who want well, to keep people. Not, he didn't say people. No, no, I meant, no, but the yeah. ones who want to keep us, as in people, yeah. humans, um, yeah. enslaved so basically... and not wanting to know any more. And just the ones who just want us to expand and find out more and yeah. ask questions. So it's basically the book of Revelations. So you're, you're telling me that, um, you know, it's going to start raining fire and frogs and <laughs> God's going to judge us for our sins. And you, know, you guys go over here. And also, don't God. forget, there's another thing that right, um, they keep saying about Lyra. She's the one who's going to end destiny. So she's going to kill gonna fate. whatever deity causes destiny. Maybe. Maybe. I'm so desperate to just be like, no, or yes, this, 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 this. (laughs) It's just teaching us to be all spoiler free. In my opinion, I feel that the bit where they go vengeance, that should have been the place where the episode ended. Yeah, it should have been actually, but they had to. I like the scene with the witches. What else um, does Mary ask? You know, Mary says... um, so what is she how does she phrase it like she asks are you conscious conscience um are you and because they keep they give um monosyllabic answers so they keep saying 
yes. She asks something else and they say, yes. She says, oh, are you made of dust? And then they say something like function matter or something along those lines. But they were being very illithiometer-ish. It's all about the spiritual realm and the physical realm, isn't it? They say the angels are the spiritual realm and they create matter, which is the physical realm. Yeah, and then when spirit. she says, "Oh, you're angels," so have you have you been playing a part in human life or human destiny? However, she words it, and then oh, they say yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, remember, she was a nun before she became. A yeah, saint. that's why I thought mm-hmm. that. Like, that's why the first time they say angels, she she was. She's like, wow. like shit! I need to go <laughs> say one hundred bloody Marys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Marys. Hail Marys, not bloody not Marys. Bloody <laughs> 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 oh, we have to keep this in. That's like as the Irish. I need to repent for my sins. Have a hundred bloody Marys. Marys. <laughs> <laughs> and she is frightened, but she's holding it together. I mean, I was freaking out and I was just sitting on the sofa at home. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait till the next episode. Yeah. You know, we've been saying that for the past couple. I mean, it's been. It sounds like they're getting better and better and better. You're like, yeah, this is definitely the best by far out oh, of yeah. all of them, including. But the thing is, in the next episode in Chittagatse, it's all going to go down because Lyra's there, Will's there, Doyle's the there, the witches are there. Yeah, Mrs. Coulter, it's all going to go down. Mrs. Coulter knows where it is. And did anyone notice that audio description said Boreal and Mr. Coulter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. <laughs> you just didn't see the boobs clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the only defining feature, Kevin. Yeah, just because he didn't see boobs, not because she's an established character. In because generally she's quite manly. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, as soon as if I don't see boobs, it's just going to be Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need to see tits. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god! Oh, wow. And she looks around, doesn't she, Mrs. Coulter? When she's going through, does she spot a spectre? And then she sort of rushes off. Yeah, yes, yeah. It alley, sort of yeah. like flits on the opposite end of the alleyway, mm-hmm. like across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that. I was like, oh yeah, she's afraid. Yeah, you know, she can get. Well, it's got her thinking anyway. Even if she's not afraid. Mm. Mm. She's like, what the hell is that? She probably. I don't think I've ever seen off. Coulter afraid. I've seen her. Um. Pissed off and incensed, vexed, angry, and angry, but mm. exactly afraid. That bit where she screams in the first series. She's a failure of a man and a failure of a father. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Anyway, have we got to the bit with the witches yet? It's basically witches flying up, um, karate kid everyone. I just I, ones, I, ones you have the the zeppelin as the, the people in the zeppelins just losing their patience and just shooting anything that moves or thinking that they are anyway because mm-hmm. it, that that scene felt very much cliche you know when you have the the final battle I just wanted to hear Terminator music in the background as they were attacking <laughs> <laughs> when they just come in it was so cool Serafina like really cool. how many people does she kill in one go with like oh. because they, they've got yeah. guns and she's got knives I just don't understand yeah, how it she's works she's got a dagger <laughs> yeah but, but they're magic right? she's extremely yeah, fast fantastic. and I like yeah, how they're like oh there's three four flying objects and they don't realise they're witches 
And they're like, oh, they're witches. And they're like getting ready. Too late. And there's just no point. There's nothing they can do. But that's why I was like, couldn't they have done that when they were bombing their homes? Bombing, yeah. Maybe because they were unprepared. They didn't yeah. know it was coming. They had their feet up. Just like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just having a brew. <laughs> one of them was getting her hair done. The other one's watching Strictly Come Dancing. Like, it's completely unprepared. <laughs> I did really, really like um, um, Serafina, though, in that one. She was like, yeah. no stops. I'm just going to, like, pull the stops out and just yeah. go full on. And also, they're full of vengeance themselves. They've Very got that vengeance. firing them, firing yeah, them up. Of course. And they go through the old, don't they? They go straight That's in the old. Oh, no. I wonder how they're going to keep away from the spectres. Oh, here's a question for you. You know the start of the episode? There's some random woman telling the story of the subtle knife. Yeah. She sounded like the angel person that um, Malone was speaking to. They sounded very similar to me. Oh, it kind of did. So I'm wondering if it was the same. Maybe it's one of the angels. I mean, one of them sounded like a robot and the other one didn't. I kind of, I don't no, no I, I, one, one, they didn't sound exactly like a robot. They sounded like, you know, multiple voices, sort of like yeah. multiple pitched voice. So, like, we don't, so we don't know who was talking even like visually. No, oh, no, okay. it's just a voice. Okay. A disembodied I mean, voice. you get that sometimes, even at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. You do, yeah. yeah but that's Galadriel yeah. talking. But that's, yeah. Maybe we'll find out who it is. Well, it sounded like Serafina Peckler's voice, but like a few tones lower. That, that wasn't that wasn't as beautiful. Mr. Serafina, Serafina Peckler. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, at least they it. didn't call her Pecola this time. Pecala. Serafina Pecala. A Pecala, yeah. They um, already description massacred the name there. I Generally imagine speaking, they describe it doesn't have very much time. Yeah, no. I mean, that's why I, like, I gave them allowances. Yeah, I'm not, like, there's no. Well, I, I guess no one actually says the name in the whole episode, so I'll let them off. Well, um, they, yeah, in that whole episode, yeah. Well, yeah, generally speaking, though, from what I can tell, we all... They say it when, um, you know, the whole blasphemy episode. Blasphemy! Yeah. <laughs> blasphemy! <laughs> I wish we could copy metal. scenes and just put them in here because it would be fantastic. We can do it, I think, if it's for review purposes. Anyway. I know there's YouTubers that do it, but I don't know. Anyway, next week we're gonna, gonna have some fun. I mean, what are we gonna there... see then? Hang on. We're gonna see. Okay, I'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen next week. All right. Go on. Witches are gonna come in. They're gonna start a war with the spectres. Just pow, pow. Witches attacking spectres left, right, center. It's gonna be like. How do you uh, attack a spectre? It's gonna be like the Matrix. You know, when Neo pulls out the um, big street lamp the big pole and starts fighting with it like <laughs> Will's probably going to get attacked by a spectre and we're going to see the power of the subtle knife um, actually or maybe not maybe we're not even going to see that maybe they're not even going to refer to the witches at all like remember this is the cliffhanger from the first episode that they didn't even address at all in the second episode <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, and might... also you can go when you go through that portal you don't know what world you're necessarily going to end up in because Asriel is clearly ended up somewhere else yeah no, I, I think that hole does bring you into Chittagatse. What? Mm. Do you think he went just through it to another world? Yeah. yeah. Straight well, away. Yeah, because it's a crossroads world, yeah. But yeah, mm. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see them steal the Elysiometer back. I think that's what we're gonna see next How episode. How did he protect himself from the spectres? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. He ran very fast. 
Well, we, no, we don't. Nobody actually knows. Is he still alive? Do we even know he's still alive? Or oh, Azrael? Yeah. Azrael. Anyway. Very interesting. Anyway, next week, we'll be back to discuss episode five. See you next time, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.